Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of interviews tonight, one at, at uh, in the second segment in the 8 o'clock hour and then one in the second segment in the 9 o'clock hour. But any other time this evening, uh, you can text me. You can call. Phone lines are open. You've heard my view on At Your Service. That means that we're here for you. That means I love to talk to you. On whatever topic I'm discussing, any other topic, news, politics, the law, uh, whatever strikes your fancy, we're here because we're at your service. That's the point. But if you like to text at any time, I always try to respond to texts as well, 314-969. I'm sorry, 314-436-7900. I almost gave you my office number uh, at my law firm, so I'm glad I didn't do that. 314-436-7900. Today is an interesting anniversary. And if you're below the age of, say, uh, 40, you may not even understand the significance of this. But on this day in 1971, Charles Manson was convicted of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder for the deaths of seven people, which the, the most famous of which was Sharon Tate. And I listen, I was five years old when this happened, so it's not like I was I was captivated by it. But I did learn as as Charles Manson was incarcerated, let's just be honest, the guy was nuts. He was truly insane. And when you show up at a parole hearing and you have a swastika carved into your forehead, that's not really the approach to make friends on the parole board. Uh, that, you're you're not going anywhere anytime soon. But I remember even growing up uh, watching documentaries about Charles Manson, 
watching how the, the entire country was captivated by the Charles Manson, by him. He was a cult of personality. He was literally running a cult in California, and people were literally murdering people, others, at his request and at his direction. And he's kind of in that same category as Jim Jones with the drinking the Kool-Aid and just forcing, manipulating other people for purely evil purposes. And so every year there would be, uh, there would be the, he would be trotted out, not every year, but every about five years, he would be trotted out in front of the parole board. And you got to see just how crazy this guy is. And uh, yes, I've already got a text. Uh, Thanks for uh, texting in about enjoying the show when I'm hosting. That's always appreciated. But I wanted to play this clip because Diane Sawyer interviewed Charles Manson in 1993. And and as I mentioned, he appeared with his trademark swastika uh, symbol on his forehead. But he gave a rambling 20-minute interview from prison. And I've I've met with prisoners before in prison, both for legal purposes and for uh, Christian counseling. I've been in prison. I know what it's like to have to, to be in there and you're in a small room and they lock the doors and you don't know what's going to happen. And so here's Diane Sawyer sitting with the insane Charles Manson. He's not shackled. He's not chained to the chair. He's just sitting there in all of his insane glory. And this is just a small portion of that interview. Okay, ready. War. What did they war. think they were We doing? are at war now. But what did they think they were doing for you? They weren't doing anything for me. What did they think they were doing for you? Okay, okay. If you are me and I am you, everything you do is for you, it's for me too. So what did they oh, think? Oh, if you're in one mind, if I am you, you and you are me and we are all together, and then who's responsible for a calm together over me right now? It's all his fault. Oh, no, no, it's his fault. No, we put another false face on it. It's Halloween. It's your fault. So now, wait a minute. Criminal behavior is the same. It's mundane in most minds. Criminal always go to a familiar place. Well, and, and then he goes on to try to explain, and it takes him about 10 minutes, which I wasn't going to give him that much airtime since he's passed away in 2017. But he goes on to explain how he was completely innocent. But in the course of trying to explain his innocence, he really just demonstrates just how mentally ill he was. And yet, despite his mental illness, the evidence was was overwhelming about him directing people to kill others, seven others, including actress Sharon Tate. And what made me want to talk about this is we've just come through here in this country, the, the Idaho murders. And as captivating as it may be if you're a news follower, if you are engaged in the news like I am, that was news just about every day. But with all of the the media that we have in this country now, all the cable news, but all the other streaming services and cable channels and, and uh, stuff on YouTube and all the things we have to entertain us, I don't think that a news story, even like the Idaho news story, the murders in Idaho of the college students, not even that gripped the entire country to the same extent as the Charles Manson murders. Uh, There was a lot less media then, so it was far more focused when we were going through that as a country, when he was convicted, and then when he would do interviews from prison. He was a captivating individual, but obviously one who suffered from mental illness to an enormous degree. But uh, yes, on this day, 1971, Charles Manson was 
convicted. Hey, coming up after this break, we're going to talk to Tyler O'Neill. No, no, not that Tyler O'Neill, not with the Cardinals, but the Tyler O'Neill from the Heritage Foundation on the battle over the U.S. debt ceiling and why it matters. Brad Young in at your service tonight on KMOX. Don't go away. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to KMOX. Brad Young in this evening. And the the mainstream media is just yelling about the crisis that would happen if the Republicans use the debt ceiling deadline to to push through meaningful deficit reduction. But but what do regular people think about this? So joining us this evening is Tyler O'Neill of the Heritage Foundation. Tyler is also the managing editor of the DailySignal.com. That's a website that I not only visit every single day, 
but I visit it multiple times every day. It's that important at thedailysignal.com. Hey, Tyler, welcome to Camel X. Hey, my pleasure. Glad to be here. Uh, first of all, before we get into to the meat of the interview, you are aware, aren't you, that you share your name with a popular outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. He he spells it with an extra L. So it's, it's funny. If you Google uh, my name, you'll often get the outfielder, but sometimes you you know you'll also get my work and my book on the Southern Poverty Law Center and that. And I wonder uh, what he thinks of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it, it, I may ask him. I've seen him several times. I could ask him, but but can you hit above two fifty in the major leagues? That's what I really want to know. <laughs> I wish, I wish, but uh, if I could, I, I I mean this this is I, I do what I love, but also uh, you know if I could hit that well. I might be there. <laughs> that would just be cool to have two guys on the same team named Tyler O'Neill. That would be uh, that would that would be fun. Hey, you you wrote an article this week at the DailySignal dot com that that truly intrigued me because Washington D.C. pundits they tell us that that Congress should simply make this increase of the national debt ceiling automatic. In other words, you know, every couple of years or every year when the debt ceiling hits a point, it would just automatically go up. There would be no debate. There would be no congressional approval. Uh, but but what do regular Americans think about raising this federal debt ceiling without cuts to federal spending? Yes, I think regular Americans understand intuitively that spending more and more money without a limit is not a very good idea. Um, so what we what RMG research found when they we, they polled a uh, thousand registered voters, uh, they discovered that most voters actually oppose the idea of raising the debt ceiling without any spending cuts, uh, which, you know, what an idea, what a concept. But it's, it's interesting. The Democrats not only want it automatically pegged, but there are some who filed this bill to eliminate the debt ceiling altogether, mm. uh, which I think is particularly shocking. But in this poll, you know, Almost half of the voters, 45 percent, said Congress should raise the debt ceiling with spending cuts. And then another 16 percent said Congress should refuse to raise the debt ceiling at all. Hmm. And then only about a quarter said Congress should raise the ceiling without any accompanying spending cuts, which means that, you know, 60 uh, it means that 61 percent of the voters, uh, the voters polled said that they either want the debt ceiling to be raised only with cuts or they don't want it raised at all. And and I know this this may sound like a simplistic question, but uh, but why do you think Americans overwhelmingly feel the way they do in, in what the, the numbers are reflected in the poll that you just referenced? In other words, why do you think Americans think that, that the, the United States government should live within its budget? <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, I think the uh, that question answers itself. But if you know, if if I were to open a credit card, for instance, with a five thousand dollar credit limit, and I was nearing the end of that credit limit, and I decided, oh, I'll just open another credit card with another five thousand dollar credit limit, or hey, why don't I try to get my credit limit increased to ten thousand dollars? Wouldn't that be a great idea? The problem is, you know, none of that. So none of that deals with the $5,000 of debt you've already got. Mm-hmm. It's a lot smarter to restrain your spending and make sure that you have enough coming in 
to meet to pay the the bills that you're accruing. So essentially what the Democrats are saying is we can keep accruing bills and paying for things without raising enough money to actually pay for it. And Americans go, uh, yeah, if I tried that, I would be booted from my house or, you know, I would I would lose my credit. My credit score would go down. I would lose my credit cards. I would default. Yes. You know, and. Yeah. So, yeah, so in I other think, words, Americans are saying, if I have to live within my means, then why shouldn't the government have to live within its means? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're talking to Tyler O'Neill of the Heritage Foundation, where, where Tyler is also the managing editor of the DailySignal.com. And one of the things, Tyler, that we see every time this issue comes up, and it happens every so many years, and there have even been instances where the federal government had to shut down. And my goodness, I, I always just marvel at the wailing and the gnashing of teeth. Oh, my goodness, the government shut down. We're in a crisis. What will we do? But even, even though we eventually want the government to, to get going again, during those periods of time, it's not truly a crisis, is it? No, no, it isn't at all. And, I mean, it's interesting. The system has some built-in – so the essential workers who have to keep worrying, have to keep working during a government shutdown will keep working and get paid more than – you know, if the shutdown had never happened, whereas so essentially the government decides to go on a shoestring budget, the government doesn't actually shut down. But what they do is they they have these very public facing like, oh, no, this agency can't operate right now. And part of the idea is to get Americans to be like, oh, no, the government isn't working. But, you know, those those of us who favor a more restrained federal government when the shutdown mm-hmm. happens. Sometimes we're like, wait, oh, oh, that part of the government is shut down temporarily? Oh, that's that's such a shame. If, <laughs> uh, if only it would never open again. Well, I, I just marvel, Tyler, at the idea of they always use the same terminology that essential workers are working and non-essential workers are laid off. But if they're non-essential workers, why are they working anyway if they're not essential? Yes. Good question. Yeah, and and that's that that shows you kind of how much of a farce a government shutdown is. And I mean, I don't want to be too glib about it because a, a government shutdown does end up costing taxpayers more. So we'd like to avoid it if we can. But the fact of the matter is, if Democrats are unwilling to negotiate and cut spending uh, for in exchange for an increase in the debt ceiling, then what they're saying is they don't care about spending more and having this this uh, this battle, this shutdown, that they're going to try to blame Republicans for when Republicans are the ones mm-hmm. who are standing up on behalf of most of the American people who don't want these this runaway spending and saying, look, we need to take this problem seriously. We need to live within our means just like everyday Americans do. Well, and the other thing I want to make sure that we clarify here, Tyler, is that when these so-called non-essential workers are, are laid off during these government shutdowns, isn't it the case that every single time, without exception, when they're brought back, they're eventually paid for the time that they didn't work? Yes. Right. So it turns into literally a paid vacation for these individuals. And yet, if you watch 
the Washington intelligentsia. They're they're moaning and complaining about all of these workers who are at work, but really they're just getting a paid vacation. Yeah, well, and it's 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 kind of ironic because you know a few of my friends have have worked in the government, and so when these things happen, it's not exactly a paid vacation because they can't really take advantage of it. But it is true that they're not working. And they don't know when they're going to go back to work, but they do know that they're going to get the money back eventually. So, yes, is it, you know, it, it is to some degree like a paid vacation, but it's not like you can rush out to the Bahamas. No, uh, because. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not going to go to the Bahamas when, when you're not sure. When you're not sure you're where your next paycheck. Yeah, you're not sure where your next paycheck is coming from. We're talking to Tyler O'Neill at the Heritage Foundation, and he's the managing editor at thedailysignal.com. And, and really to the point here, I mean, we're having a little fun with this idea, Tyler, but but really the bottom line is this. Do, doesn't out-of-control spending in Washington, doesn't that truly impact every American by in many ways, not the least of which is by increasing inflation? Yeah, yeah, the hidden tax of inflation. Uh, it, it impacts every American. It's it's interesting, you know, when you when you discuss the impact issue, because there are many different ways that the federal government spending impacts the everyday American. Uh, part of it is through driving inflation. Part of it is through driving up gas prices when mm-hmm. uh, they're artificially pumping money into these green technologies, which I'm all about if they could actually compete on the free market. But the reason they're pumping money into them is so that they can pump up their cronies. And, I mean, the, the other thing that, that really shocks me, and this is something we covered about the uh, recent, you know, the big congressional budget deal that they made before the new Congress, uh, which was shameful that Republicans voted for it. But there, there were, you know, millions of dollars dedicated to these very left-wing interest groups. Yes. And when you have, you know, left-wing interest groups, LGBT activist groups, you know, abortion groups that are getting money from the federal government in the name of, you know, keeping keeping the government open. I mean, that's that's just shocking and that's that's not what I want my taxpayers going to. And look, I I mean, I disagree with some of these groups. But I imagine I can only imagine the hell that would be paid if somebody like the Family Research Council, which is a conservative Christian group, but which the Southern Poverty Law Center calls a hate group, were to get money in a bill like this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if the Center for Immigration Studies were to get money in a bill like this. I mean, the, the people on the left, their hair would be on fire. But, you know, instead what we see is your – my tax dollars and your tax dollars – going to support activists. And yes. these are the kind of activists who are pushing indoctrination in schools for our children, critical race theory, transgender lessons mm-hmm. at younger and younger ages. And it's just, you know, the the woke bureaucracy is tied in with the government. And one of the many reasons why we have to get spending under control is so that the government will get back to the basic things that it really needs to do and that the American people should be able to count on it to do, not, you know, pushing indoctrination on us. Exactly. Exactly. We're talking to Tyler O'Neill with the DailySignal.com. And and Tyler, last question. The the national debt currently sits at $31 trillion. 
trillion. Now, I have a very large imagination. I I can't (laughs) even imagine a $31 trillion. But as the payment on that debt increases every year because of more debt, because of higher uh, interest rates that's brought on because of inflation. So when when those payments go up and up, doesn't that impact the amount of money that's left over to do things like pay Social Security or build highways or pay for our natural uh, national defense. Yeah, yes, it does. And that that is another, you know, it's just like uh, just like when you buy a house, you know, you have to pay off the interest before you can get to the principal. And it's the exact opposite of the way it works in the stock market where your money can actually grow. In this case, you know, the more debt you have, the worse it is for you in general. So yes, more of our more of the money that the government is taxing us on has to go to servicing the debt because the debt is so large. And I mean the the good news that I've heard from some of my foreign friends is that other countries are in even worse straits than mm-hmm. we are, but that's not exactly very comforting because our humongous debt is the one that, you know, we're we're the world's reserve currency. And losing that would be catastrophic for us. For the world and, economy. Yeah, it would be for the entire world yeah. economy. Exactly. It would have reverberations across the world. And luckily right now there isn't an automatic um, you know, alternative waiting in the wings. But we, you know, we can't afford to not take these problems seriously. Mm. Tyler, obviously you you write for the dailysignal.com. You're the managing editor of the dailysignal.com. What kind of stuff are you working on now that folks can can be checking in at the dailysignal.com to to see what you're doing? What's what's some articles you've got uh, in the pipeline? Yeah, well, right now I'm working on a story about a really shocking uh, also government funded study on transgender, you know, quote unquote treatments for people um that there are all these youth who are being put in this, you know, these these are kids uh, from as some as low as age 11, but up to 18, who've been put on these experimental drugs. Mm. And uh, two of them have committed suicide. Mm. And oh many my. of the activists on the transgender movement are saying, oh, this study is good. It shows that uh, that many of these kids are reporting that they feel better after two years. And, you know, the rates are higher among the women because they're taking testosterone, you know, the, the girls who identify as boys and they're taking testosterone, which naturally boosts your confidence. Sure. Uh, but I'm always looking and working on stories related to the Southern Poverty Law Center because I wrote my book. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your book? Hey, pay. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. What's your book? I was I was talking over you there, Tyler. What's your book called? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's called Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. And I make the case that the SPLC, which was once a noble nonprofit in the South, uh, advocating for poor people who couldn't afford legal representation, now has become a left-wing attack dog that demonizes conservative and Christian nonprofits, putting them on a hate map with uh, the Ku Klux Klan and the likes. Hmm. So actually there was a terrorist attack in uh, Washington, D.C. in 2012 that happened because of this hate map, the uh, the terrorist said he used it to target, and the target was the Family Research Council. Uh, thank God he didn't actually succeed in killing anyone. Yes, but he showed up with a, a semi-automatic 
pistol and a bag of Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches planning to kill everyone in the building and smear a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich in their face. Mm. Wow. Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad obviously he wasn't successful, but I'm glad that you've covered that in your book. Tyler O'Neill uh, with the Heritage Foundation, also uh, the uh, editor uh, at the DailySignal.com. Thank you so much for joining us here this evening on X. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you. Hey, I want to open up the phone lines, 314-436-7900. Do you even care about this national debt issue? Does it bother you? And, and I think that it should because the higher the national debt goes, the less money our government has to do the things the government has to do. And when it wants to do those things, they're going to come to you to pay more taxes. Or should the government have to balance its budget just like you do at the end of every month? 314-436-7900 on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Get ready for men's Billikens basketball action Friday night and say take on Davidson. Pre-game 547, tip at 6. Hear it here on your home for Billikens basketball. KMOX. Welcome back to KMOX. Brad Young in with you this evening. And I know we've got some folks holding on the line. If you could hold for just a second, I want to wrap up this topic. One person texted in, Brad, why doesn't the United States simply print more money to settle the debt? I don't see why we're in debt when we can just print money. And that's uh, John from St. Louis texted that in. John, that's a great question. And I want to answer that before we change topics here. Very simple. I got one word for you. Argentina. Why Argentina? Argentina has inflation at about a 1,000%. That's what happens when you simply print more money. Whenever you print more money as a government just to pay off your debts, then everyone has more cash. When they have more cash, that increases the cost of goods and services. Let me give you a real quick example. Let's say you're playing Monopoly and Boardwalk and Park Place cost a couple hundred bucks a piece. If you suddenly go around and give everyone wads of cash in the game, the price of those properties are going to have to go up because everyone has more cash to spend. That's called inflation. So that's why the government can't simply print more money to wipe out the debt, because then we would get into a spiral of inflation. We've got inflation right now about 8%. And if we just started printing more money, 
the inflation would go up double, triple, quadruple, or even like in Argentina where it can be up to a thousand percent inflation, where every time you get paid, your paychecks have to go up every time just to keep up with inflation. That's the reason why we simply can't print more money. One quick story, and then I'll get to the callers. Uh, when I was a kid, I grew up in southern Illinois. My dad was a coal miner. I'm the first one in my family to go to college. So I had a paper route. And when you're running a paper route, uh, if you don't balance your budget, you make no money. Okay, You just make no money. If you don't collect the cash, you still got to buy the papers. You're working for free. So I learned money management. But I had this amazing idea when I was like 10. I had a checking account for my paper route. And I thought, you know, if I take this check and I write a check to a to bank, because I'm using bank A, if I write a check for $500 to bank B, until that check clears, I've got $1,000. And then if I go to bank B and write a check to bank C for $500, I've turned $500 into $1,500, and all I've done is write two checks. I am brilliant. I'm the only person that's ever thought of this. And I talked about it with my parents. They had no idea what I was talking about. And then, and then when I got to law school, I realized, oh, yeah, that's called check guiding. You go to jail for that. That's a federal offense. I thought I invented it when I was 10. But the idea is, is that you've got to live within your means. Hey, I want to go to the phone lines now and check with Ken. Hey, Ken, welcome to KMOX. Uh, thanks, uh, Brad. Uh, I, I want to talk about uh, gun control. Yes, sir. Uh, and this is not a, a rhetorical question. Do you think, and I know it won't happen in my lifetime, can anything be done about the gun violence in this country? Boy, that's a great question, Ken. Uh if you think about gun violence, at least from from my perspective, regardless of how much we regulate guns, and contrary to what you may think, I'm not opposed to to some forms of gun control. It doesn't violate the Second Amendment. Supreme Court has consistently said that that there is some measures of gun control that are allowed under the Second Amendment. So I'm not opposed to it in concept. But your question deals more with will we get do away with gun violence? And, Ken, I don't think we can do away with gun violence without changing the hearts of people who use the guns. Do you? Well, uh, one method would be to get rid of the guns. I understand South Korea just had a major problem. Everybody had a gun, and I I guess because of the Korean War, and then they put restrictions on it, and it took a Mm -hmm. while. It wasn't done in a year. It took like 30 years. And then all of a sudden, finally, there weren't any guns. And their gun death rate is uh, more in line with some of the other countries. I got a couple figures here, and I don't mean to bore you with no, this. No, no, no. This, this is a great record. discussion, Ken. I always love it when you call in. Uh, okay. Uh, we have uh, handgun deaths 10.6 per 100,000. Uh, per year. Uh, Canada is 2.1, Australia is 1.0, France 2.7, and Germany is 0.9. So uh, we're not even in the same ballpark with them, and they have gun restrictions far uh, tougher uh, than than what ours are. And if we, you know, it's the Republicans, and I don't know if you remember this, there was a time, it's not anymore, but they wrote, I don't know if it was a bill or a law, that the CDC 
could not track hand uh, could not track gun deaths, and the reason they said was because it's not a disease. But you could, tra- but they could track automobile accidents. Well, see, that's just absurd. <laughs> that that's ridiculous, Ken. Well, of course, it, it is. of, of course, the, the CDC could. The Republicans I, did that, right? They because we all that. know, we all know that elected officials. Uh, do the bidding of the people who contribute to their campaigns, just like Kim Gardner in the in the city of St. Louis does the bidding of George Soros, who funds her campaign. Republicans who exist on NRA contributions are going to do that. But common sense Americans can look at that and say, that's absurd. You, The CDC can absolutely track gun deaths, and there's nothing wrong with that. There there really isn't. And, and, and it was changed. The Republicans did vote it out uh, not, not too long ago. So uh, I, I guess I'm asking, you know, and I, I hate to use anecdotal things, but you know, when you got a six-year-old shooting a teacher, oh, that's uh, awful. You know, where, you know, where, you know, where are we going? Where, where, where are we going? Right. Well, and, uh, let me try to California answer your. Had, let me try to answer your question in in this way, though, Ken. You, one of your questions was, could could we? And I, I'm reading into your your dialogue that could we follow that South Korean model? And the answer to that is clearly no, uh, because we do have the Second Amendment, uh, and the second, unless the Second Amendment is is revoked, uh, and it would take an, an enormous monumental effort to do that, you cannot, under any legal form, eliminate guns in America. It's not going to happen. You know, but but you know, secondly, I, though, let me give the second part of my answer. What I I hearken back to, Ken, is this: during Hurricane Katrina. One of the first things when the hurricane was coming in and everyone was preparing for the hurricane, I'm not making this up. This is not something I heard on Newsmax. It was reported uh, in the mainstream media. I don't even watch Newsmax for that for that reason. But but what happened was that, that the police in New Orleans had lists of people who had to register their guns and they went to individuals and confiscated guns right before Hurricane Katrina. And if I would have been in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina... That's the time when I specifically need a gun to stop the looting, to stop the the harm, to stop the criminal activity, to stop the the lawlessness that was going on. If I'm going to protect my family, that's exactly when I need a gun. So I, I do reject the idea that we should get rid of all guns in this country because, number one, it can't happen. And number two, I'm not convinced it's a good idea. But where you and I can agree, Ken, is that we need to take measures to remove guns from the possession of people who are intending to do harm. And I think we can agree on that. That's a Band-Aid. That is strictly a Band-Aid. But how can we ever I remove all the know. guns from this you country? Know, you know, the, the first four words of the Second Amendment, which it, it seems like that people forget, is a well-regulated uh, militia. Now, are our, is, is ours well-regulated? <laughs> Not regulated at all. From what I understand, at least here in Missouri, you can go buy. I mean, I I could go buy a gun and have you know nothing. Is there a waiting period in Missouri? There is not a waiting period in Missouri that I'm aware of. Uh, there might be, but I have no problem with waiting periods. I have zero problem. There are reasonable restrictions, as the Supreme Court has said. You can place reasonable restrictions on the purchase of firearms. What we can't do, uh, because the Supreme Court has already held on numerous occasions, not the least of which is Heller and also the Bruin decision, uh, that that phrase, uh, a well-regulated militia, 
was for the purpose of ensuring that citizens had guns uh, and that they were allowed to own them. And so the Supreme Court has held that. And, and you know, certainly Supreme Court decisions can be overturned, but I don't really ever see that happening. And, and I don't either. And I, I just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm never going to see it in, in my lifetime. But uh, I think this, uh, the, the, the mass murder at that uh, uh, Asian, uh, the Half Moon Palace or whatever it was, it didn't even make the top fold of, of the paper. And several of them make, you have to go inside the, the paper mm-hmm. to, to read about it. And, and it is a shame, I, I Ken. And listen, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off here, but we do have a break we've got to go to. So I, I, we actually went really long in this segment because I enjoy talking to you. But we've got to take a break. Thank you for calling in, my friend. And as always, it's great to talk to you. And we're going to come back. Next segment will be a short one. Uh, but if you've got some ideas, 314-436-7900 right after this. We go where you go. 1120 AM, 98.7 FM, KMOX.com. back to at your service and uh, our, our last caller i was trying to find some common ground with him and th- the reason is this what we saw this week in california no one should be comfortable with that no one and so when you look at that emotionally we have uh, there's a there's a psychological bias it's called the action bias and people have the desire to do something to stop bad things that's it's very simplistic, but it's called the action bias. And the problem with the action bias is that it oftentimes forces us or tricks us into doing things to try to solve the problem, even if those things wouldn't have solved the problem or can't solve the problem. So one of the things is my, my coal miner father would say, you know, let's do something even if it's wrong. And I would say, no, Dad, that's not, no, we're, we're not going to do something even if it's wrong. If it's wrong, we're not going to do it. But that reflects that action bias. What do I mean by that? Well, if you look at the guns that were used in the massacres this week, most of the gun control bills that are floating around wouldn't have stopped the use of any of those guns. So if the measures that are being proposed in response to these shootings wouldn't have stopped the shootings, are those responses adequate responses? Are they effective responses? Are they necessary responses? So when you talk about gun control laws, I do think that Republicans and Democrats can find some middle ground. There are some common sense gun control measures that we should be able to agree on, like raising the minimum age to buy semi-automatic weapons or restricting, maybe not banning, but certainly restricting high-capacity magazines? How about passing safe storage laws that require you as a gun owner to to store that gun in a safe place, in a secure place, or strengthening background checks? I'm certainly in favor of that. One of the things that I'm not in favor of is these things called red flag laws, where if someone has a gun or someone is exhibiting some sort of behavior that's erratic, that the police come, confiscate the gun, and then later, possibly later, maybe much, much later, have a hearing on whether he 
or she should have had their gun taken away. I have a problem with that because under the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, we have what's called the right to due process. You cannot take something from me without due process of law. So even if it seems erratic or someone seems out of control, a red flag law literally deprives you of property by the government without due process of law uh, and really puts you in the position of saying, I'm guilty until I'm proven innocent. And I just don't believe that that is the way to solve problems by violating the civil rights that we have in this country. Perhaps you could lock up the gun. A red flag law could force gun locks to be put on that gun until the court says otherwise. Uh, but, But taking your property, removing your property when you've committed no crime, to me is problematic because we all have those due process rights. And remember, due process rights are important because if you eliminate due process rights, much like free speech rights, for some people, then it makes it so much more easier to eliminate those same rights for other individuals. We see that right now with the battle of free speech on online, with social media, that we all want to ban hate speech. Well, hate speech is reprehensible, but if you have the power to ban hate speech, you also have the power to ban non-hate speech. And therein lies the problem. Brad Young in with you this evening here on At Your Service. We've got an entire another hour of news, fun, calls, texts, interviews, all the fun that you could pack into 60 minutes right here on Camo X. Don't go away. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.